0: Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History
1: Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky.
0: Hi, Ghosty fam. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files and talk about other creepy shit, uh, as well as TV shows we're watching, TikToks we're watching, things that happened to
1: us, toddler
0: stories. You name it, we talk about it. I'm Megan.
1: <laughs> and I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us. We have a very special guest joining us today, live. Her name is Leah. Remember last week when we talked uh, about our friend, UFO Mary, who oh, who wants to be called abductee? <laughs> <laughs> abductee <laughs> Mary. Uh, she mentioned so shalantly in conversation that she has a friend who was a something, and we didn't want to tell you what it was just yet. Well, she's a shaman and she's also a psychic and a medium so we're getting three for one today when you told me that amy i told
0: everybody (laughs) i work with and they just had this blank stare and i'm like trust me it's real cool it's really cool (laughs) yeah uh we're Mm -hmm. super excited to talk to her but first say hello to ap uh she's our newest teammate hi amy
2: Hey, well, I am also excited to talk to Leah about, I don't even know what's going to come up. So mm. that's, that's our uh, content warning is we don't know what we're going to talk about or what we're going to come yeah, into. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be awesome. So I'm sure there'll be stuff put into the show notes if there's any content yeah. warning. But we do have a few episodes that Amy and Megan have covered that where Amy Allen had talked about uh, suggesting a shaman. There are several, but these were just a few that were covered by Amy and Megan, which is Evil Comes Home that Amy covered in episode 62. Megan covered uh, in episode 59, The Devil's Bidding, and Amy also covered in way back in episode <laughs> way 10. Way back! You will be mine. Yeah. So, without further yeah. ado. Well,
1: let's bring her in. Here she is. Oh, we need a drum roll. Hey! <laughs> <Hi.
2: laughs> Hi, Leah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello.
0: I love your earrings, by the way. Oh, pretty. Thank you.
2: I was just going to say this. <laughs> they are very fun. <laughs> are they agates?
3: They're hand beaded. So I like to oh, okay. pick up little goodies on my travel journeys. And uh-huh. they are one of the ones that I, I got along the way. So right, They're very
0: fun. Love it. Gorgeous. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm Thank Amy.
3: You.
1: Nice to nice to put a face yeah. with a name. Yeah, I'm the one now. that's been connecting with you, and then we also have AP, who's mm-hmm. also an Amy and Hi. Megan. Hi, nice to meet
3: you. Likewise, Megan, Amy. We're very AP. excited.
1: Yeah, we're super excited to talk to you.
3: Thank you. I'm excited to
1: be here. I honestly didn't think we would ever. Find a shaman to talk to, and when Mary's like, so I have this friend, and she's really cool, and she's a shaman, and uh, and I'm like, wait, stop right there, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> she just mentioned it, like you were like, oh yeah,
0: I'm going
3: to the grocery store later, and... yeah. Well, just... it, it, it's appropriate for me. That's kind of the way it is. It's yeah. like... It's how life has always been. So I don't really know another mm-hmm. way. So it's just like, Oh yeah, I joke with people and they're like, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, you know, I do an assortment of things. I talk to dead people, I play with magic, you know. No big deal. As <laughs> one would do. Okay. I love it. I love
1: it. All all interesting stuff. So yes. yes. Um yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask and you kind of just answered, but you've always you've always done this. If did you wait like when you were a child, did you already know you had abilities and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably, I think, five years old the first time I saw a fully formed apparition in front of me Mm -hmm. um, and then didn't really know what was going on. Um, It was one of those challenging things. And I grew up where there was a little bit of fostering it in some cases. And then in Mm -hmm. other cases, it was no, we don't talk about that publicly. It's okay that you do that. Mm-hmm. but I you know, I was raised Catholic originally, and so there was a lot sure. of like direct conflicts as it pertained to quote unquote, regular normal people being able to communicate with spirits, energy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's been there with me the whole time. It's just been a matter of took me until. Oh, I don't even know. It's been probably about 10 10 to 12 years that I've been more open about it. And then just in the last few years, actually putting the services on my website of mediumship and shamanism and working with energies and transitioning spirits. And so that, you know, it's kind of that space of I had to kind of come out into the real world here and say, okay, this is what I do. And it's okay if you don't get it. Uh But it's also really my authentic truth and my experience and so I think that's um yeah it's been quite a journey in that respect so but definitely is the skill sets there so
2: yeah Leah within that being raised Catholic as I also was were you in the Catholic school system or I
3: was for chunk of time I was like public school Mm -hmm. Catholic school public school and so I I was kind of unique in that I didn't always know I was channeling or communicating or like hearing the messages I would receive and hear inside. I didn't necessarily know when I was younger that it was spirits talking to me, wanting to get messages across. So I would just like say these things that I thought were just, oh, this is in my, you know, my mind or whatever. And then people's eyes would get really big and they'd kind of give me a strange look. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm okay. Uh, I'm talking to someone who you know, but I don't know that. And mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know, so it wasn't something anything. I really talked about. And there were things that happened with friends and other people in the community back then where, you know, yeah. there was a little bit of shunning and a little bit of shutting, trying to shut me down. And and I did end up, you know, for quite some time, really, really keeping the gifts close yeah. to my chest and not saying anything unless I really felt like someone was safe and accepting And so that is is very typical, too, with people I work with to kind of Mm -hmm. help cultivate these gift sets. So Mm -hmm. um, it's actually quite normal, unfortunately, that a lot of people do have these gifts and just haven't had them nourished or haven't had the space for them to be nourished. I
2: feel like that's very common, especially in those Catholic school systems. And, uh, yeah, K through 8 went went through that and... Can't say that I have gifts like that, but I definitely have had the "Why are you saying that? You shouldn't know. You shouldn't yes. be talking about stuff like that. That's over your head. You don't know that." Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of dismissing when yes. we do. Like I, I mean, I really feel like all of us do have a gift set that we're born mm-hmm. with, and if we're given that space, we can naturally foster it and make it, you know, so much stronger and really mm-hmm. tap into mm-hmm. it. So
0: it's
3: just. Working on changing the dynamic yes. of how we build, but our children is yes. part of my yes. part of my mission here. Yeah, my well, that's great. That's awesome. And that's kind of what uh, what
1: we want to do too. Is just like let people ho- hope to. I don't want to say educate people because I don't know that much, but to bring people on like you who can explain mm-hmm. things in a way that people can understand and and maybe oh. they won't think it's so mm-hmm. weird or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and just make it be yeah. more. Like normal stuff that we talk about and that right. we can have access to, and yeah. and and go see people like you and find out who mm-hmm. our animal totems are and all of
3: that, which yeah. I am
1: fascinated with.
3: Yes, yes. There's so much self discovery to be had in that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're yeah. all animal people here. We're all we all love cats and dogs and all sorts of animals. So um, that that's all something remember? really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. well something i saw that was really interesting leah on just kind of going through your website yeah. obviously not knowing you at mm-hmm. all um is uh the is it earth medicine healing mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff which is really interesting to me because i've never heard that before that term yeah. but i connected to like i have found i reset completely when i go out into take a hike go by myself I'm, actually, i actually have my take a hike <laughs> shirt on because that's where I was this weekend, was doing some of that in Northern Wisconsin, but, um, just curious a little bit about what, what that means to, you know,
3: to the lay people like us. Yeah. So I use the term earth medicine, which is very kin to shamanism itself. Mm -hmm. So because I, had the skill set, and I grew up in a in a household where we were outside all the time. We camped. We were in nature. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me how to track animals and how to ID trees and plants, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of there was just so much being steeped in the natural environment growing up, and I had built a very deep kinship with it. So one of the ways I like to work with it is I like to help open people's eyes to exactly what you're saying, how just Mm -hmm. going out and taking a walk or going to the park or just taking five minutes to like breathe outside Mm -hmm. and connect Mm -hmm. with the earth that really it's the earth sustains us. Right. It's like all of our food comes from here. Everything's producing the air that we're breathing and all of that stuff. And so The earth medicine is about reconnecting to the earth, reconnecting to our most primal and organic states of being one with the plants, the animals, the environment, so that everything we're doing, we're doing with such a deep state of consciousness with the goal of like not taking more than we need, cleaning up after ourselves as we move forward understanding that every single animal and insect and plant serves a very crucial role as part of the whole Mm -hmm. for our survival and it's like I have so many fun conversations in the earth medicine realm with people about insects because it's the (laughs) one and I am I do speak I'm I'm an ally and an advocate in many ways for many different types of groups of beings I'll say (laughs) and insects are one of those like I love them I love talking about them I love getting people outside in nature to see just how amazing everything is when you can actually take the time to stop and just watch things happen around. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I do exercises like that a lot. And I do one-on-one sessions with people and then take groups out where we just look at, you know, diving into our sensory perception in nature and what do we feel and what happens when we take our shoes off and we walk on the grass and on the dirt and in the water to really just see how quickly we can reset. And I've had people within minutes be able to just be like, oh my gosh, I feel totally different. And then we go a little bit deeper. We stay at least an hour or so. And then it's like they usually will respond saying, well, I'm not having all these thoughts in my head anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really peaceful and calm. And like I can go tackle whatever I need to tackle next. Nice. And so a lot of the earth medicine is really rooted in that connection. And because it's it's like my way of being – it is so much easier for me to transfer that consciousness to people through me taking them out and showing them things that maybe they didn't even realize were there. And awesome. and it just starts awakening mm-hmm. things. Yeah. You know, How and, great. And, appreciation, so.
0: and I'm sure it's such a wonderful feeling for you when you get that feeling from them where you bring somebody out and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and you just kind of pat yourself on the back. I've done it again. I'm great. Yeah.
2: As you should. I have that one one little pat on the back, Meg and Amy. You you both know Tori. Tori hated being outside. I took her hiking last fall once, and then this spring she goes. I think I want to go hiking oh, some more. Good. Yeah. You hate bugs. You hate being outside. Yes. You you've mentioned that, but I I was like, who are you? And I love it.
3: <laughs> that's you know? awesome. Very cool. Yeah, and that's just it. It's like it can be so simple, but mm-hmm. so powerful. You know, just extra. The more ways we can find to connect with our environment where it doesn't cost us anything and it just literally helps us feel a deeper sense of connection. And and the word I often use is like stewardship, where we feel the stewardship for all life and the importance and value of that, which I feel just transcends then in making it easier to put that out into other humans that we have to come in contact with Mm -hmm. because the gateway is much gentler through the environment and animals they're easier to love most of the time and not only that it's
0: just the the physical health and you know (sighs) how good it is for your actual body not just your mental health your spiritual health but there's Mm -hmm. no downside to it i I say that and yet i am i I do not hike so i'm just throwing that out there but i like to go sit outside and like read or sit in the sun but i'm not my, I have a one of my childhood friends I've been friends with for 30 plus years. She's like, I'm just going to go, going to go on a quick 10 mile hike. And I'm like, I'm
1: just going to sit here. And <laughs> I'll not, think about you while you're out there I'm, on that. hike. Yeah.
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you thoughts and <laughs> prayers, but I'm, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Not doing a 10 mile yeah. hike, but good. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. You
3: don't have to do 10 miles for it to be effective. So
1: I had heard recently that if you just go outside and put your feet in the ground, just for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you'll automatically, it's like a grounding thing. You feel better. And so I started, yeah, isn't it called? Grounding? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. My friend so was telling me terms. about that. Earthing is another term okay. that's used often,
1: but yeah, I am not an outdoorsy person really at all because I, I, I am very allergic to mosquitoes and they love me. So I try not to be near mosquitoes any more than I have to, but of course, when I read about this, it was winter and I'm not going to go stick my feet in the snow. Okay. So I waited till it was nice out. But now every day I go out and I sit on the on a we have a, a swing bench swing outside. I go sit there, take off my shoes and stick my feet right in the dirt and just sit there and close my eyes and think about it while the dogs are running around. And I, it really does. I don't know if reset is the word, but it makes me feel more like I'm part of it, you know part of the ground and part of the dirt. And I look down and there's an ant crawling on my foot. And I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. (laughs) But, you know, it's, I I never have done that before. I never used to do that until just this summer. And it really does make a difference. It's a calming Leah, I have a question for you. And
0: I apologize if somebody has, nobody's asked you this, but (laughs) I've researched what is a shaman? Like, can you explain that a little bit? Because I've tried... I I just don't understand. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no.
3: I I know you ladies are just meeting me essentially for the first in-person space and time. But I love different questions and being able to speak to it. I can speak to it from myself and my understanding and how I work with it. Um, There are different types of shamans and there's a lot of weavings where, depending on how someone is raised, initially it would have been someone coming from an indigenous culture Mm -hmm. would be there's always a shaman as part of the collective to help navigate the unseen realm is is the language that we often use. So it's like the planes between the living and the dead, the physical, non-physical, whatever language you want to use is cool but it's essentially someone who knows how to see into this world and that world, and or someone who can hear and communicate. And we often act as sort of liaisons. So it's like we work to protect against, you know, maybe more malicious energies, which isn't something that, like, and even my sort of theories about a lot of that has changed over the years in my experience but to also help transition people. So I've done work in hospice care. So when people are about ready to leave their physical body, that transitionary Mm -hmm. space, sometimes we get confused when we go from physical to non-physical. Sure. So shamans roles are really meant to help work between the, between the worlds is another Mm -hmm. way that we'll say it in, in the shamanic teachings. So yeah, it, it, It can be just working with spirits. It can be opened up into the healing realm, doing journeying, trance states, um, going and helping guide people to different planes of consciousness through guiding them inward. But they're essentially you go in, but you're more expanded and connected with the whole of the universe. Okay. So and then, you you know, sometimes healers and other vibes in there, too. (laughs) Like my specialty is more in the healing realm. Then and you know helping spirits transition and helping people clear their homes and learn how to navigate their skill sets too. Like I sure. work with, I take um, take on people sometimes to help them with their gifts. So I like mentoring yeah. other intuitives and things like that. So okay. and that's often the role of a shaman is to help teach the next generation of them as well. So in 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 the original cultures we would have done that. And there would have been specific people who had a base skill set who would have been trained and prepared to take on that role as part of the community. Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you so
0: much. (laughs) Yes, it does.
3: (laughs) Good.
1: I'm glad you asked that, Megan. Yeah. Do you what do you wanna Leah talk about any of the things like like you mentioned you touched a little bit on some of the services that you do. I don't mean to make mm-hmm. this sound like an ad for your business or anything, but I want you to be able to <laughs> um to explain like what you do in case anybody is interested yeah. in, in taking you up on any of that.
3: Absolutely. I know I love to and it's I'm always very much I'm not a I'm not a strong sale kind of person. I can sell things. However, I like people to just have experiences. So A lot of what I do is really working with people to help them connect with themselves, connect with the earth and find ways to really enjoy being here on the planet. I'm a firm believer that we, we choose to come here. We want to have an experience. And in that we kind of, you know, get distracted by different things, collective conditioning, all that kind of stuff. So I like to, create opportunities so I weave a lot of the things I do so I am like a master level coach and so I have like the neurological and neurobiological studying and psychology and things like that and I weave that in with the earth medicine and addressing our energy bodies and our spiritual beliefs and and being and like weaving the totality of what we are to help maximize our experience here so it's like in a nutshell, I guess it's kind of the space of, you know, I can I like to do things where it's like we're working one-on-one. So if people are struggling with challenges in their life. Sure. They're trying to be in a job that they actually want to do, not mm-hmm. feel like they have to get up and go do something. So in sure. yep. you know, those cases we often do like coaching stuff. Then I also do body work. So we work with the physical body. Massage, energy balancing, cranial sacral to really reset the whole physical system. Because as you were saying, Amy, you know, it's like, it's, it's our spiritual, it's our energy, it's our, um, psychology. And so I have gone through different trainings so that I can actually address all of those worlds in a really holistic way. Mm -hmm. And I customize it to each person I work with. And then I love also adding on, like you mentioned, the animal totem readings or, doing my mediumship to help people navigate the loss of loved ones and being able to really make peace with that. I do do a lot of that kind of stuff, especially for people who have lost people to intense situations or unexpected illnesses, suicide, some of those more intense things. A lot of the work that I do is around trauma for people as well. So I take these different weavings and help people break through traumas, and really work to provide a very safe and powerful place for transformation to happen. So I have a a wide range of things that I offer within that. But it's my goal is I just want people to be able to heal beyond the things that they've experienced that were Mm -hmm. really intense, Mm -hmm. and find ways to be like, I am so excited to be here. Yeah. And I want to make, like, absolutely the most out of every single day that I have.
2: Right. So. So, so, Leah, follow-up yeah. question with that. I love all of that. But how do you decompress from mm. hearing that trauma yeah. or working someone through that kind of thing? Because we've that. all been – we all have our own empathic yeah. ways and, mm-hmm. like, learning to set those boundaries I- intentionally so that you don't take on everybody else's – bullshit stuff yeah
3: yeah well you hit you hit that first point of taking care of ourselves so there's a super basic technique that I use with myself and all of my clients that I'm working with especially because I do attract a lot of empaths and I help Mm -hmm. I help teach empaths how to be empaths in a way where they're not taking on a ton of things that are gonna weigh them down make them sick all that kind of stuff So we do what's called a a golden bubble technique where you envision that you are in like this completely sealed golden bubble in which you set the parameters for what is allowed to cross that energetic barrier and doing that pre going into sessions with people, for example, for me. And anyone else, like before you go into a crowd, before you go into a social event where there might have been, you know, you might have some fear coming up or might have some issues from the past kind of thing. So being able to put yourself in that helps you offset other people's energy where it's like it hits the barrier and it's like, nope, and Mm -hmm. it falls away or dissolves. So that's one prep thing that i do yeah Mm -hmm. and then on the back end of things i am really into using plant medicine like sage palo santo cedar to cleanse my energy physical spaces Mm -hmm. using essential oils Mm -hmm. Um, i do like cleansing baths or soaks with like your exfoliating and salts and scrubs and things to help Mm -hmm. like physically clear but nature is probably my biggest thing where I work with people and it's like super intense and I I hold it all in this beautiful loving bubble and then offer what isn't mine to the universe to take care of and then go out and ground and center myself and connect with the earth again, saying like, I'm so grateful I can hold this space for others but it's not my trauma to carry. So, and I will say it took me a while to get there. Like, yeah, there was a while where it was pretty intense. And so it is very much an integral part of the process. So.
2: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. uh, You know, that that's, that's a tough one. I mean, I was just thinking of this weekend. I blew up over nothing. And I realized that I don't know that that was necessarily me. parts of it probably was but there was there was literally no reason for Mm -hmm. it and but I was around a lot of people Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff
3: yeah and it's hard sometimes as an empath to know what's yours and what's the others because we're all connected and at the same time you know it can be really challenging to be around that and not be reactionary mm-hmm. and that's that's some of the other stuff that i help people with is like how can we shift from reactionary to being conscious responders mm-hmm. so we know that we're saying and doing things from a place of love and compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. and others which mm-hmm. does take a like breathe pause then <laughs> respond not yep. like boom, i want to just like guns a blazing which you know mm-hmm. we've all been there that's, that's <laughs> like, it happens know. yeah that's <laughs> Part of part of Good the advice for
1: any day, anybody. Yeah, think before you speak. <laughs> so many people don't. Yes. Myself yes. included sometimes.
3: Oh man. Yeah. It's it's easy mm-hmm. to do sometimes. So so crucial. Where are you located? Uh right now I'm in the Twin Cities of oh. Minnesota. Welcome. Oh, so ah, I'm yeah, Same. Yeah. You guys are all here? Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this is, I, I was here before I grew up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. was here for a chunk of years. And then for almost the last two years, I've been nomadic. So I've sure. been traveling um, Mexico, Central America, exploring, exploring some wow. of the world. Yep. And uh, pretty sure I'm landing here again in Minnesota and going to work on building a physical okay. space here. No
0: matter how many times you leave, the Midwest just sucks you back in. I was nomadic in my 20s. I moved to California and Tennessee and Florida and then over in the Middle East for a couple of years. And back here I am.
2: Yeah. No one has seasons like we do.
0: Yeah. It's so true. Right now we're in
1: the sun. (laughs) Well, today is nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It is nice. Yeah. It's been the devil's front porch lately, but, you know... (laughs)
1: Bill.
0: It's been awful. But I, I,
2: I lived for a year in Kansas, and not, nothing to the people of Kansas, but where <laughs> I was, it was the same color at the 10 oh. months that I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was just... You know, I'm used to the rich colors of autumn Mm -hmm. and like, which is my, like getting that crisp cool air coming in and just that, that, yeah, going through all of that. The smell
0: of the leaves
2: and, Yes, I've started to enjoy winter a little bit more by getting (laughs) outside, (laughs) by, by finding something to do, but there's just nowhere that has the seasons quite, yeah as distinct as the Midwest,
3: I feel. Yeah, And it's it's cool to work with the seasons too. That's actually another really key component to the earth medicine too, is actually mm-hmm. how can we harmonize mm-hmm. how we live mm-hmm. when we live in a place like this, where it that is still seasonal. Yeah. And you can really start to see the cycles of birth yeah. and death and regeneration. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a lot of uh, earth medicine technique is how can you, Go through your own personal mm-hmm. seasons of mm-hmm. birth and death and regeneration and and move within that. So it's nice. it's especially powerful in a space like here right. where you get that because it is. It's like it's bizarre. The you know I was all in tropical environments over the winter and it was wildly disorienting after having spent my entire life I in the middle. <laughs> like, yeah, is so weird. <laughs> it's like. 90 and it's
0: christmas. <laughs> yep. That's how oh, I felt in the mi- in the middle east and I'm like it's january 5th and I'm sweating like this yeah. is it's just weird and there wasn't any snow on christmas and <laughs> it's very much uh, yeah, like you said disorienting and very mm-hmm. unique.
2: So Leah too with uh I thinking about like you know, we've got a new full moon coming mm-hmm. up. I think it's the, the first, I believe, uh, sturgeon. Yep, the sturgeon. Yeah, the sturgeon moon. moon. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And, you know, obviously there's lots throughout 13 throughout mm-hmm. the year. But are there any ones that like any things that you connect with with those or anything that you share with people about
3: different full yeah, moons I, I, uh, as it comes in? Yeah, out? I'm glad you asked. That's actually I host a monthly moon ceremony. Right now mm-hmm. they're online because I've been traveling and have a lot of people who aren't just here in the in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do harmonize with every full moon with the group because what I've found, and there are some that are more powerful. August is actually, and so August first is the full the Sturgeon full moon. And we then have a second one on the 30th of August. So that's a special mm-hmm. space. And the second one is considered a blue moon because mm-hmm. they only happen once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. So, and that's when they occur two full moons in mm-hmm. one calendar month. So there are going to be like more powerful or distinct ones. This, um, the sturgeon one is actually really cool because it weaves into the most abundant time of year for us here in the Northern Mm -hmm. hemisphere. So it's when it's the most rich time for manifesting and for like harvesting, starting to harvest the full crops. And so Mm -hmm. it works with that really richly abundant energy. And so then especially powerful to have two in the same month Mm -hmm. where in my experience, it like amplifies the energy And yeah, it's like working with the moon can be really cool in terms of emotional balancing because the moons affect the tide Mm -hmm. and we are largely made up of water. And some of you may have heard this before where it's like when the full the moon is full, it affects our emotional bodies because water is a thousand (laughs) percent.
2: I'm a former teacher Uh, with middle school students. We always and my mom's Mm -hmm. a nurse.
3: Yep, ER's mm-hmm. report. Like yes. there's hard evidence of the difference between mm-hmm. all the other moons and the full. It's like yep. a day before, day of, and day after. That yes. three day window is mm-hmm. like it, yeah. it, it just calls a lot of things out yep. of people. Mm-hmm. And it's
2: gotta be aware that werewolf aspect. <laughs> exactly. comes through.
0: I'm in HR and anytime any stuff starts happening, we're like, mm-hmm. is it a full moon? Because right. it does like people just they don't act like themselves and they get you know they just get i don't want to say crazy because that is a negative connotation and you know it's not but they just act mm-hmm. differently than they normally would it's yes.
3: Ampl- amplifies yes. the dysfunction that's already there that's a great which, mm-hmm. phrase yes
0: that should be put <laughs>
3: on the pillow yeah
0: <laughs> I, this one. I like it. Yeah. Like one of those like really fancy, like, you know, lacy pillows <laughs> and really pretty cursive. And
1: yeah, I used to be a preschool teacher. I saw that in the kids too.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's why it's it's cool to see the balance that's that's achievable when you work with that power. So people are this is the cool thing about it is I always tell people it's like it's cool if you don't believe in this stuff. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you're not influenced by it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to believe that the moon influences you to be influenced by it. Right. But the cool thing is is when you're at the very least open to that being a thing. And you can start using that energy and, like, I'll do a guided meditation for grounding, centering, and working with, like, what are the main things that this particular moon is likely to stir up. Mm-hmm. Then you actually harness the energy rather than being essentially unconsciously influenced by it. So it's a way that we can sort of take a little more ownership yeah. over the experience, yeah, cool. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you have these moon, I forget, did you call them moon ceremonies? Yeah, moon ceremony ritual. You know, what goes into that? How would somebody get involved in that if they wanted to? Hint, it's me. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) What, you know, what is involved with that? and, And what, you know, is there a cost to it? Or kind of what are the details? Yeah, thank you.
3: Yeah, it is once a month. I do all of my listings on Eventbrite, mm-hmm. and you don't have to have any experience prior. Each time is a little different. Um, you register on Eventbrite. You get a link. I usually have it at $18 a month okay. for an hour, mm-hmm. and you just have to set aside an hour window.
0: That's really
3: cheap. Which isn't like too so
0: bad. It's yeah. Yeah,
3: I like to make things as accessible as possible because mm-hmm. – I need there to be an exchange of energy. Obviously, this right. is what I do for a living and I do full time. Like this is my business and my practice. So um, I try to make it accessible to as many mm-hmm. people as possible. Mm-hmm. But you pop on, you get your link. And I usually encourage people to set yourself up at home in kind of a comfy location where like if it's just you or if there's other people in your space that are interested in doing it with you is cool. And then I do at the beginning portion. I talk about the moon. I talk about the influences, the energies. I often share contemplations that are relevant about what it is that it's potentially influencing. Usually leave a few minutes for people to ask questions or share if there's something they're noticing they're really struggling with and they want some more specific support. I cater it often to the collectives attending. Mm -hmm. And many times with this, I'll do a little, uh, maybe like a 10 minute channeling with Oracle cards or just a direct channel from source, uh, Mm -hmm. for the group that's Mm -hmm. there. And then I do a guided generally meditation type of thing. So I, you know, kind of do a talk through thing and people can just be and receive and listen and have an experience. So Mm. super, super fun. Is there hover. like
0: a specific, you mentioned environment, does it need to be, I know I'm getting super cliche, but like candles and, you know, lights off or, you know, is there any particular way that you found works best for people to kind of take in that energy? So
3: always personal preference. Okay. I'll speak for myself, but I, I like to tell people to make it like create your own sacred space. And if that means to you, candles, crystals, incense, cool. Cool. And if that means something different, like you want to, I have people that attend and they sit out in their backyard because they can get Wi-Fi <laughs> out there and they'll sit outside <laughs> and listen, you know? And then I have other people that have their whole set up with their candles. I have had people attend where they had their camera off and they would lay in their bathtub with crystals and things Ooh. in the tub. Oh my well, God, that uh, sounds amazing. So like, I just encourage people to find okay. like whatever is going to help you feel connected And is like your way of setting aside that time as a gift to yourself. And I really look at it as self-care where you're giving yourself that space. I'm
0: not going to lie. This sounds like the more and more you talk, the more and more I want to do this. Like it just sounds like such a good way to just reset and connect Mm -hmm. and – just it's just yes, sounds amazing it really does. so I'm gonna it have is. to look into this
3: yeah Well, yeah, and, and I like to set up I don't do it 100% of the months but most of the months I actually set up a really cool visual with candles and some of my crystals or little animals or other things too so I kind of create a sacred space wherever I am leading it from and then tap connect the energy and I do always record them. So I've been, I've been saying this more to people, like if you can't join live, I do send the recording out um, with ticket purchase. So if you can't make it, but you still want to do it or you want to just totally do it in your own private space and time that is um, also available to people that maybe can't make it. I usually do it at seven central on the, the night of the full moon. Give or take a day, depending on what day of the week it falls on.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look into that too. That looks, that sounds
3: fun.
0: Yeah, I, that sound, it just sounds like, yeah, so Mm -hmm. relaxing for like Mm -hmm. a a lack of a better term. Just like, just, oh my God, it sounds so beautiful. (laughs) I know it does. It sounds really good.
1: (laughs) Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters, anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste.
2: Hey, everyone. AP here and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms. The lighting's always bad. The mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wannable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months and they're gonna get continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wannable.
1: Get twenty five dollars off your first order by going to the activitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style.
3: Well, I would love to have, yeah, I love new people coming and joining in and seeing seeing the power that is possible for you because it's so nice to be able to connect in that way and just feel more grounded and centered in yourself. But then to also not necessarily be less than positively influenced by the energy of the moon because you're like being super conscious Mm -hmm. about it and so many people have you know come back and reported later like oh my gosh i noticed this and this and this this month after doing that and so more people report seeing changes in other areas of their life because a lot of times the guided processes i do are also designed to help you. Like release old thought patterns or programs Mm -hmm. or traumas or things Mm -hmm. that you've been carrying but are actually ready to just shoot that right out. Like don't need that anymore. So there's so many different things I do weave into it to help facilitate more than just a relaxing time in the moment. But it's also that, right?
2: Like moves on. And it's it's one of those that it it sounds like people grasp onto different parts that help them kind of reset things like change a mindset change but you have to be intentional about those things it's it's you know a lot of people and we all know somebody or several people that just i wanted to change and i wanted to change now Mm -hmm. but you're not willing to do any of the work to get all those people drive me nuts (laughs) i think well and I, i i do feel like there there have been a few people who are just like well you know i went and saw jenny and jenny told me to do this and like and Jenny's a psychic that we've gone okay. to psychic like medium yeah. that we've gone to, and and she tells you right off the bat like it's all free will, mm-hmm. and there you still have paths yeah. to choose from. And people are like, "Well, why can't it just be the path where it gives me exactly what I want?" It's because you have to, yeah, because life it. isn't to put a movie that in. or
0: a book or a story or a fairy tale. Like, I
2: mean, I wish it was sometimes because <laughs> yeah. I would write a
0: better story at times. I would write my romantic lead to be John Stamos. <laughs> of course you would yeah okay i love it he's perfect he's like i just love him so much
3: well and as someone who helps people write their own stories i would say go for it just don't be attached to it like being john stamos but it doesn't mean it couldn't be a really solid there you go there you go (laughs) like
2: that's enough where you're like Thanks, you well, It's like that, this yeah, or something
3: do. better.
1: Maybe you Maybe you get a John Stamos yeah. plus, you know, like a John Stamos with some little extra added yeah. there. Okay.
0: Yeah. First of all, Amy, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about because how do you get plus John Stamos? <laughs> <laughs> you don't improve perfection. Okay. It's silly. <laughs>
2: Just saying this is what I need to do to get away from all those oh, stupid I I can't dating apps. I hate mm-hmm. them. I hate it's them. rough. Yeah. They're gross. Yeah. They're it's, terrible.
3: It's not my jam either. Amy
0: went with me on my dating app journey and she got some great- Megan and I worked
1: together when she was on the dating apps and she would come to work with these stories and, oh boy, Yuck. it's torture out there.
2: Y'all, I had one who I ordered a margarita pizza and he looked at it and goes- is that chocolate sauce on pizza? Okay, no. I said, no, it's balsamic vinegar, and he looked at me with.
0: <laughs> no, this
2: date <laughs> is over. <laughs> a- Amy, you. Somehow I, I was too nice. I was too nice, and I stayed there, and then I asked for my check, and then I walked out, and he was like, uh, uh,
0: uh. I'm like, no. Dude, no. I'm sorry. No. Oh, God.
2: Well, his favorite restaurant was also a chain restaurant. I was like, do you go to anything other than. Chain. He's like, well, I like Olive Garden and I like this from Applebee's and I like this So from not
0: cheese. original mm-hmm. in like, any sense of the word. No. His head would probably explode if he had original thought. I Yeah.
3: It is a challenging space for people.
0: A very <laughs> polite way of saying that, Leah.
3: If I don't fit into this, mm-hmm. then I might not fit in, then I might be looked at as weird and
0: And of course, there's that space of like, you know, there's that space of like, well, why aren't you dating or why aren't you with someone or Mm -hmm. why? You know, and it's like, can we stop the narrative Mm -hmm. that you have to be with somebody Mm -hmm. to have a fulfilling life? Sometimes when Mm -hmm. you're with someone, it's terrible.
3: Yeah, I think that's, you know, like,
0: and stop asking people when they're going to have kids and Mm -hmm. telling them they Mm -hmm. want kids. Mm -hmm. They just don't know they want kids. It's like, no, that's how you get people (laughs) who have kids who hate their kids.
2: Or also, please quit saying it'll happen when it happens. Mm -hmm. It'll happen when you're least expecting it for whether it's relationship or kids or whatever it is. It's just. Yeah. Sorry, we got. We went on a rant. I'm sorry,
3: Leah. (laughs) Down the river, but a lot of this is actually relevant to the work that I do with people because, especially these stigmas around dating and being single and being married and Mm -hmm. having children, and it's. Like it's something that I have helped a lot of people with and something I navigate myself. You know, it's like I've been through my own journey with a lot of that. And I'm currently a single woman without children. So it's like people ask that all the time. And then I go into the backstory and they're like, oh, I'm sorry I asked. Because, you know, they don't necessarily want to know. They just want to know why don't you look normal. Right. My idea of normal. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think, so yes. much, you know, about normalizing that it's okay for everybody to do life the way the, they want to do life.
2: Preach. Oh, my God. 100%. It took me so long to yeah. figure that out. Like, yeah. why so Why
0: does somebody have to be with another person to be happy or have a – I mean, I'm married and I have a child, I, you know, but – It's tough. And I'm not going to say, you know, know, Amy, you need to get married to have the happiness that I have. And it's like, that's bullshit. But,
2: you know, for me, I will say seven years ago, I had all of my best friends got married. I was in most of their Mm. weddings. And I'm the oldest of everybody. It was the jealousy monster that came forward for me was intense. And, like, I wish I could go back and redo that year at times because there was – and even, like, when my cousin had her first child, like, this – intense jealousy came forward and when I finally said something like I don't expect any of you to put your like understand my feelings and how I am Mm -hmm. but just know that sometimes I'm not going to be in conversations where you're all talking about your significant others and I got the oh it'll happen when it happens I was like no I'm not asking for that I'm just telling you that this is my boundary and this is how it Mm -hmm. is but that came a couple years later and I'm in my mid to late 30s now. But, you know, at that time, like, it was that hard thing of being that, the firstborn daughter, the firstborn granddaughter on that side of the family and oldest of all your friends. And they've all been in relationships for long periods Mm -hmm. of time. So there must be something wrong with you. You must be broken. There must be something. Yeah. And yeah, that's something is, is that I have opinions and I'm not, I'm not a coddly little, like, (laughs) I'm not going to just form into a housewife that somebody wants and being, uh, being an outdoors woman, Mm -hmm. I, I grew up hunting, fishing, camping, Mm -hmm. and I still do Mm -hmm. a lot of that. Doesn't put Mm -hmm. me into uh, the side when I look at dating apps where a lot of people think I align politically.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, It's not. And so you know, you get all these things. that's like, oh, you got fifty people waiting for you. I'm like, I, bet I know what fish. they look like, and I bet I know what they, they're. Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, the amount of men on dating yep. apps holding a fish is just. Take a shot every time.
2: I probably have fish that are bigger than theirs yeah. too. Oh, so but they, yeah. This, this, oh, for sure. This is my problem. <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, no, it's, it's it's that whole that whole jealousy aspect and having to really. I don't know exactly when those moments hit of like, I need to change this, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I don't like who I'm becoming and I need to do something different about it. And it took a lot of work and it took a lot of me having to set some of those boundaries and, and you know boundaries aren't always physical boundaries which
3: is hard for a lot of people to understand and people like to push our boundaries like yes. people like it's it's very normal for us to want things the way we want things and to not even realize when we are crossing someone's boundary mm-hmm. because we want our way mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. like yeah so I do so much boundary work and not only creating but then we have to talk about how do we maintain those boundaries especially when it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable and people that we really care about and how do I <laughs> sign up for that
0: yeah because I have no boundaries
3: okay. hey Leah I would love your help yes let me schedule a session for Perfect. you to help me learn how to boundaries
0: i'm gonna do it because i have no boundaries aspect you want boundaries
3: it's yeah and i teach classes on that too like i teach a few monthly classes where the topics rotate one of them was setting and maintaining healthy boundaries and i create really great worksheets that i send out to people so it's like you have stuff to work with and um to your point ap like being able to set that stuff in motion It takes work. And there's no easy button for life as much as I would love for there to be one. There are faster ways to achieve this sort of stuff, but it all stems with us being able to come to that space like you did with the jealousy saying, I don't like this and I don't want this anymore. What do I, what am I willing to do? And what am I going to do to show up for myself to do something different? Mm -hmm. There's, it's just about ownership, you know, and and it's hard when there's pride (laughs) and ego and things like that involved for people to admit when we have perhaps not been in our most (laughs) shiny space. It's like, (laughs) I biffed that one. I don't want to show up that way again. And, you know, and and to also, I encourage people to do that without self judgment because Mm -hmm. we're all where we are right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we want to do better, we just, you know, need to show up differently and and do better. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. Oh, I appreciate
2: all of yes. that. And, and sorry for my like verbal dump of everything, but it just. That's well, kind of blue. our little just came secret. Up. That's what happens all
3: the time around me. That's it's what we do on this This podcast. particular Shaman Fills is, is uh-huh. that like the space of um, being able to hold a space of uh, vulnerability, authenticity. And that's one of the things that I've really worked to harness myself by taking ownership of my own self and how I show up and letting other people know like there is no judgment it's just what do you need right now and how can I yeah. help you achieve that That's so, perfect yep and you know so yeah I think we were
2: meant to be friends yeah and it's just a lot going on that, that we're living record.
3: in the same state right now I, and
2: yeah we're just
3: so you, you know, know we're connecting. all leaving this friends I hope you know yes. that
0: yeah. yeah, wanted
3: or unwanted oh, I'm just kidding well, I'm just kidding I am happy to welcome all of you into the beautiful circle that is Golden Phoenix Healing. And yes, yeah, I'm excited to look
1: more into your classes.
3: I definitely want to do
1: the animal one. Can you explain to our listeners what that, like, what an animal totem is? I know that you, your website, it said that we are all born with nine right nine animals and what what does that mean when we find out what they are how has that changed how we think or feel or that kind of thing why would we want to do that
3: yeah Mm -hmm. so we are as you said um we're born with nine at least i will give that as the preface at least nine and what they do is they represent different aspects of us so when I do the reading, it is done in like if you've seen like totem poles in mm-hmm. indigenous cultures, you'll see the carvings and there's animals on there. So there's going to generally be like tribal ones per se, but then they'll also be individual ones. And it doesn't matter if you're not indigenous in nature. Like we all have these guides with us. And so the way that I work with it is. I help you see what direction. So there's an animal for the four directions, south, west, north, east. And then we look at one animal that sits below you, one above you and one in your heart space. And then you have one for your divine masculine and your divine feminine energy, because as beings, regardless of our birth gender, we all have and are made up of of masculine and feminine energies. So what happens is when you understand the animal that's there or when you get that, then you can actually start saying, "Okay, this is part of my makeup. And we go into sort of explaining what the significance of each direction and placement is. And then we talk about the animal and its gifts. Now, what's super cool about these is every single time I do one, there's always at least a chunk of those animals that people have been resonating with since childhood. And so I'm like, super cool every time. And then there'll be Mm -hmm. these other ones that they maybe haven't grown into those attributes yet. So like anything in life, we can be in or out of balance. Mm -hmm. And with the animals, it's the same. They have gifts that they'll work with us on. But if we don't know those gifts or the potential downsides of that, so the, the animal that's coming to mind is the coyote, it's looked at as kind of the fool of sorts because they trick themselves energetically, and so it's it's they're they're considered the trickster of mm-hmm. the totem world because they get so sneaky and tricky that they trick themselves into doing or not doing things that they actually wanted to or perhaps didn't want to do. Right, so you can then look and say, okay, well, if I have coyote medicine. I really need to be conscious of what I'm choosing to do so I don't inadvertently get myself into something like without really knowing ahead of time what I'm getting myself into. So maybe you read the fine print a little better before you get into contracts with people. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it helps us understand ourselves and sort of the way that we show up in the world and then when we have that awareness we can cultivate the relationship with that animal and we can also start to really cultivate certain skill sets within ourselves because the animals all have gifts that they are here to share with humanity as we all have gifts and so they're like woven together and I really find it helps people oftentimes get a greater clarity for their purpose or like the direction they want to go in life. And it can also help them really navigate the types of things they need in order to stay balanced and grounded. So it it can be really diverse.
2: Do some of those come in for like a period of time and yes. then leave. And Yes.
3: Take. So the, the nine I feel are with us from birth to death.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. then
3: we can have totems come in as little guides to help us for a reason or a season. Okay. So if there's something really challenging that we need their medicine for, they'll start showing up. So I always encourage people to pay attention. If you start seeing Certain animals or if you start having the image show up on people's shirts out in public, like I had this happen in ways that was blowing my, continues to blow my mind and I've been doing this for ages. And so it's cool when you can tap into that, it'll be like, oh, this thing keeps showing up and it's, and it's out of place. Mm -hmm. It's often like going to be something that's kind of out of place to get your attention. Okay. And then, you know, you work with it. And that's another thing I teach people how to work with that. So a lot of people will be like, so why am I seeing snakes all the time? Like, what's up with the snakes? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, are you in a mm-hmm. position to be shedding old things and connecting with the earth and starting new beginnings? And then it's like, uh, yeah. That's and right. I'm like, well, that's why the snake's showing up.
1: So cool. And So a that's lot cool.
3: of times... Mm -hmm. You know, we can read part of what we're going through when we check in with what animals are walking with us or showing, Mm -hmm. even just showing up in our natural environment repeatedly. There's, you know, they come for a reason. That's so cool.
2: Well, I'll be scheduling that at some point. Yeah.
1: Yep, I will too.
3: (laughs) They are... I I just, yeah, it's, and it's a cool way for me to get to know people too, because when Mm -hmm. I can meet you and your, your energy, your totem animal energy, it it helps me really be able to cater things more specifically to individuals as well. It's kind of like, I'm meeting you through your animals, which is a thing I do with people with pets too, because I read animal energy and do animal communication as well. And so it's, it's always interesting when I meet people and I see the subtleties that their animals exhibit, and then I'm like... Oh, someone just ask you a couple questions <laughs> over here about something, and then they're just like, like maybe, maybe that rings true for me. <laughs> I don't have several thoughts. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful world, very worth exploring, and I enjoy being Excellent. a tour guide.
1: I love it. All right, well, we're rounding up on about an hour, so if there's, do you have A.P. or Megan, have anything else you would like to ask Leah before we toddle off?
0: It's no, been excellent. Been great. Yes, Thank this you has again been... so much yeah. for your time and taking the time to chat with us. We really, really, yeah. really, really appreciate it.
3: Thank you guys for having me and asking such beautiful questions and letting me share some of the things that I'm super passionate about. I love, love it when I can. Thank so. you so much.
1: yeah Yeah, for sure we'll be in touch again i have a feeling we're all already thinking about
3: what we want (laughs) to do yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah please just yeah Mm -hmm. you guys have my contacts so reach out and let me know and i know you're going to include the stuff in there for those listening and viewing so they can get in touch with me if there's anything that they're feeling resonates and they want to ask Mm -hmm. questions or tap in um, I'm cool with that too. I like to do exploratory okay. things with people. So if you guys or anyone else that's tapping in is not really sure what they need, can always feel free to reach out yeah. and just say, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Is there anything within your sure. wheelhouse cool. that might help? Cause sometimes we don't even really know what we need or even how some of these things could help. So, you know, it's just taking the action of reaching out is pretty much the most crucial yeah. crucial point in the mix sure it's yeah. the hardest stuff yep. it, it, it is. very much is. It like is breaking that seal of like well when i do that then i have to actually take yeah. take those yeah. steps and so. acknowledge mm-hmm. that i
1: might yeah. need it for something yeah. yes. so yeah, great yeah. all right well thank you so much this has been so excellent we're so glad you're here mm-hmm. and uh if you're willing maybe we'll have you There's come up. back again
3: sometime yes i'd love to i know we didn't go too okay. much into the the spirit realm, but I have fun other things yeah. I can share in that space, would about, love to or others as well. That. So please, yes,
2: yeah. Well, look I, at that, is that; it's already built. In. I know we don't even need
3: to do much; it's natural. Those stories <laughs> <You, laughs> for next time, right? Oh, you, yeah. you say you don't know I, how to yeah. sell. I don't. I don't hard sell. I just I sell. know yeah. what yeah. There's no. all kinds of cool things, and mm-hmm. if you're into cool things, you organic can it selling. Out. If not, that's okay too. That's okay.
1: okay. Yeah, we're definitely into cool things, especially spiritual stuff, yes. so yeah. and uh, spirits
3: and yes. ghosts and all that. So it's Such a fun, yes, just dynamic realm. So
1: yeah, ugh, <laughs> so cool. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. It was lovely,
0: it's lovely you. to meet you. you Bye.
1: Well, wow, that was super cool. Oh my god! I loved every yeah. minute of it.
2: And I know, like she said, there's a lot more to go into, but I like that we went to just explaining what a bunch of the different Mm -hmm. parts are, so then it can really set up some of those others. But, man, I I feel, like,
0: connected Mm -hmm. to her. Yes, when she was talking about the moon Mm -hmm. stuff, that was, like, in my stomach, I felt that. Like, that was, like, a core, like, something is telling me you've got to do that.
2: Well, like, the earth medicine part, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, okay, I, I do some of that already, so I want to, like, what is more that I, mm-hmm. like, could explore with yeah.
0: that? Yeah. Yeah, that's all fascinating. Yeah, that was really fun. We had mm-hmm. talked about ghost stuff, but we'll do that next time. Yeah. And I feel like if we would have done too much, it would have been maybe muddled. Yeah. um, And I liked that we really focused on, you know, the earth
1: and the shamanism mm-hmm. part of it. I hope I'm saying that yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we didn't really... Yeah, we talked more about the shaman aspect than the psychic and medium stuff. Yeah. Which we can do do with her another time.
0: time. Yeah, she's delightful. She is.
1: Charming. This is a good segue. I want to talk about, we have another special guest joining us next week Mm -hmm. who is a psychic and a medium and a tarot card reader. Mm -hmm. She calls herself Third Eye Mm -hmm. Champagne Psychic. Her name is Kirsten Langston. Love it. And I will put her links and stuff in the show notes for you guys to go. If you want to like check her out ahead of time and kind of familiarize yourself Mm -hmm. with her, you don't have to, but if you want to, if anybody else Mm -hmm. wants to, um, I've watched a few of her videos. She's really fun. She does a thing called drunk tarot.
2: And I feel like I need champagne. Right. right When we are talking, we probably should.
1: We'll get some, that's not really champagne, but like we should get some of the Snoop Dogg Sparkling wine.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She, she told me in an email that, um, she was doing a drunk tarot and Dolores O'Riordan from the cranberries Showed up and almost set her her mm. her um kitchen on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, Dolores, <you> yeah. Camp. <laughs> so she sounds like she's going to be a lot of fun. So that's that's next week, and but then I well, wait. I Come definitely up. would love to have Leah back. Yes. So another time. Yes. Oh yeah yeah. And then sure. also we are still looking for listener stories, mm-hmm. uh, ghost stories, paranormal stories, UFO, anything, cryptids, the whole shebang shebang uh so the whole kitten caboodle the whole thing, yeah so if you guys have stories um send them our way and uh we'll read them on the show or you can leave your voice message just go to our website and there's a, on the bottom there's a little uh, icon of a, a microphone you click that and then you can talk Make your talk message back. and then yep. we can play it on the show so that's awesome. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we got going on so cool. so
0: technological you guys
1: i know i know
0: so well thanks everybody for listening in
1: thanks for joining us
2: thanks for being here today until next yeah. time until Bye. next
1: time The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boopod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with the Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.